This is Battleground PA, a Penn Live podcast discussing the issues that matter to Pennsylvanians and documenting the events in the Keystone State and beyond that could shape how you vote in the 2024 elections. Hello again, everyone. This is Joyce Davis. I'm Penn Live's Outreach and Opinion Editor, and we're coming to you with another Battleground PA. And we're, we thank everyone for joining us, all our readers and our viewers on YouTube. And as you can uh, guess, we have a hot topic to discuss today. And with me to offer some pithy insights are Rajette Harris, who is chairwoman of the Dauphin County Democrats, and Jeffrey Lord, who is himself well-known in political circles and uh, is a pundit that is on national TV, frequently on Fox. Am I right about that, Jeff? I'm now a full-time Newsmax TV contributor. There you go. No wonder you're working so hard. Okay, so we have actually, I think, some uh, good minds here to kind of digest the latest in our political news. And we all know what the latest is. Well, the latest latest is what happened in New Hampshire, but we still have some fallout from Iowa, I think, that we can discuss. So let's get started. Jeffrey, what happened? Where do you see the results of the New Hampshire primary for Republicans being? Well, I think to most people other than Nikki Haley, it's pretty obvious that she is not going to win this and that Donald Trump has this uh, nomination pretty well in the bag, as it were. But she has made it very plain she is going to uh, continue on. Uh, I think the next couple of uh, primaries upcoming are Nevada and, of course, her own South Carolina. And what I find particularly interesting is that all kinds of people in South Carolina have endorsed Donald Trump and he's way ahead in the polls. And, you know, it's sort of a cardinal rule of politics. If you're the governor of a, or now or in the past have been governor of a particular state and you can't carry it in a presidential primary, that pretty well uh, undoes your campaign. So uh, she intends to continue apparently and we will see what happens, but I don't expect her to get much beyond that. That's a, that's that that makes sense. And what you say about not being able to carry your own state is is, is really. I mean, can you, Joyce? Can you can you imagine if in the future uh, our own Josh Shapiro were running for president and he couldn't carry Pennsylvania in a Pennsylvania Democratic primary? Wow, he'd be toast in a blink. Point point well made, Jeffrey. Although I will tell you, as I was looking at that. I was like, almost like this saying, did she win? Because she actually right. came out like, yay, this is so great. I mean, Rochette, I'm sure you watched it too. What, what did you make of that? I thought, go girl, I don't know. <laughs> well, history definitely repeated itself. And <laughs> I think even she expected to not win. I just think she was uh, hoping for closer margins and hoping for more of the independent base to support her. I personally think she's running for 2028. I think she wants to be the front runner for next time versus uh, win this one, um, as the writing is on the wall and the next presidential race will obviously be open primaries for both sides. So I think she's looking ahead and trying to make a name for herself uh, to be the front runner for the, uh, the next race. You know, uh, that, that's- I think you're right. Go ahead, Jeffrey, because I was going to turn it over to Governor DeSantis as well. Except, 
as we all know, a lot can happen in four years. I mean, a lot can happen before yeah. we even go to the polls in November, to be honest. But you're looking ahead for and And here's my concern. And I'd like to hear you talk about this, Jeffrey, too. I mean, normally, former President Trump isn't so kind to people who have stood up and who have not been loyal, except we're seeing some chinks in that with he now seems to have at least a warmer heart toward uh what is it chris christie right he's saying he's warming up to him a little bit more so do you really think that this is going to be such a turnoff for trump because he was pretty angry last night against nikki haley that she's she's just going to be obliterated well i think you know one of the when he gave his uh victory speech after iowa he received a lot of compliments for the tone of it. And uh, I know that uh, uh, his friend, my friend Sean Hannity has said on the air that he thinks that's a much better approach for him to use. And I have to believe that in private, he's been getting that kind of message as well. So uh, I think we will we will see more of that as we move along here. Because I mean, I just think effectively uh, this is over here. Uh, I, I think we're going to get a couple more primaries. She's going to lose those. And, you know, the, the, one of the numbers that doesn't get focused on very much at this point, but should, is the magic number 1,215. That is the exact number of delegates you need on the floor of the Republican convention to clinch the Republican nomination for sure at the convention. Um, I, I frankly couldn't tell you how many Trump delegates were won yesterday or how many were won by Nikki Haley, but I'm sure they are spread spread around a bit there as they were in Iowa. I think he got 20 delegate votes in uh, Iowa. And, and that counts. That's the inevitable yeah, yeah. and end game of mathematics here. So we need to keep our eye on that. But that tone yeah, let's bring- isn't lasting from last week, though. Um, I believe Nancy had a better tone last time, but it didn't last seven days. In fact, he's back, <laughs> he's back to making false claims. I mean, last night he said he won New Hampshire, and we both know in the general election, we all know, in 2016 and 2020, he lost New Hampshire to both Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. So we're still perpetuating the these are false election um, so when the when the results are in his favor, this was a fair election, you know. <laughs> when he loses, then it's rigged, you know. So we're still, I, we're starting that up already. I do just have to say I, I appreciate Jeffrey saying that maybe he's getting some uh, private advice at another tone, and it would be welcome to some of us another tone. But let's let ask you, Rajat, as Democrats are looking at this, uh, does this help Joe Biden? Does this hurt Joe Biden? I mean, where? how do you view this? Well, the president did put out a statement and um, the listeners should realize too that Joe Biden won even though he wasn't on the ballot. There was a vigorous writing campaign uh, for him, but he did put out a statement. We've always known that it would be a rematch from 2020 and the president and the Democrat party is looking forward to looking forward and 
essentially to kind of, I don't want to say dismissing Nikki Haley, but the writings on the wall that we're already planning, and you could see that in the president's statement, that he's already looking to the uh, general election to run against. Well, it sounds like my Democratic analysts and my Republican analysts agree Nikki Haley is out, but I'm going to tell you, I hope she isn't, because it adds a whole lot more interest to the twip than just having Biden and Trump, right? I want some, some shakeup here, and, and so I'm glad she's decided to stay in. But I... I well, one, one thing one thing on the Democrat side, uh, I think I'm correct that uh, Congressman Dean Phillips, who was challenging Joe Biden, got 20% of the vote in New Hampshire. I think that's what I saw as of last night. Um, th that can bode not well for President Biden down the road, because not that, not that I think that Congressman Phillips is going to go anywhere, but if you've got 20% of the New Hampshire Democratic electorate saying they don't want Joe Biden, how is that going to translate when we get into a general election with uh, a larger audience of people who may not be satisfied with Joe Biden? And I think Democrats are going to have to find a way to uh, address that in but, some fashion. But, but just before, no, wait, let me, before Rajat answers, let me just say, it doesn't that calculus hold true for Trump, I mean, 40-some percent said they didn't want him. I mean, how, the, the logic, right? Sure. Does he yeah, have a yeah, problem yeah, with yeah. Just, as a, just as a rule of thumb, I mean, if you've got a substantial chunk of your own party, whichever party that may be, that says that they don't want to uh, nominate X, uh, yeah. yeah. But, and, and again, in, in fairness to President Biden, I would say this kind of thing is always the case. I guess Somebody's so. going to win a nomination and somebody's going to lose and you're always going to have people on the losing side who say well i'm not going to vote for whomever exactly. and that's been true of every election in my lifetime that i can consciously recall so but let, let's let's um, bring Rajat in Rajat, i mean he he, chat, he says 20 percent uh but there was only one name really on the ballot and to me it was incredible that you well, wrote right. in but go ahead Anyone who wages a writing campaign knows how difficult it is to get people to write in uh, a person's name. In addition, it's kind of, again, the writing on the wall that uh, the current president, President Biden, is going to be our nominee. So a lot of the Democrats stayed home. The turnout on the Democrat side obviously was so much lower. But to get, I don't know the exact numbers, but last time I checked, it was almost around 10,000 people to actually go and write in your name. It's no... It's no small feat that, that's, at all. That, so I would say that that actually shows energy on the Democratic Party that people went in to vote for our president, whom we know is going to be our nominee, but to take the time to write his name in. Um, I think that actually makes makes a statement. You know, I have to say, one of the great joys of watching American politics is there's 50 states and there's 50 different ways of doing business yes. in these states. And in, in the case of New Hampshire, I went back to uh, refresh my memory and I got out the, the making of the president 1964, in which uh, in the Republican race, the favorites were then New York Governor Nelson Rockefeller and Arizona Senator Barry Goldwater. Who won the New Hampshire primary in a write-in? Henry Cabot Lodge, who was the U.S. ambassador to South Vietnam at the time and was 
10,000 miles away from New Hampshire, never lifted a finger, but there were four energetic young people who organized a writing campaign, and it worked. And he won the New Hampshire primary. So, you know, we all have our quirks. I can't wait till we get to our state. <laughs> well, and that's what's unfortunate. The legislature here didn't actually move, was, didn't move our primary up because a lot of our larger states are toward the end and people usually drop out before you get to us. Yes. And as you mentioned, every state is so different. I mean, even with President Biden, during the primary last time, he didn't win Iowa or New Hampshire. He had to, he had to go to South uh, Carolina before right. he really started to rise. Um, so it's, I never thought it was fair to put so much emphasis on those first two first states. Two. That, um, so, let, so let's talk a little bit about where we're headed. Really yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about where we're headed. I mean, and, and I really want to hear your thoughts on the endorsements, right? Tim Scott, I mean, standing there smiling behind President Trump, right? Um, who, who owes his career? Who owes his career to Nikki Haley? I mean, how did all of this come about? And and Vivek, you know, he's standing. He, he they kept him to one minute, though. I will say that he had to he had to uh, be reined in. But Jeff, what are your thoughts on these endorsements? How important are they? And is this a betrayal of poor Nikki Haley? Well, I imagine that Nikki Haley sees it that way. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But, you know, one of the things that I find very interesting and unique to this campaign and the last one and the one before that with Donald Trump, people who run for office generally, president included, are, are just candidates. What we have here with Donald Trump, I think, is a movement. And so consequently, I think it is so big and so, you know, powerful in these different states that you get somebody like Tim Scott who says, you know, hey, I recognize that my voters in South Carolina are for Donald Trump. I better be on the right side. And so they endorse. I think in Vivek's case, uh, I've met him. He's a very smart, nice, decent guy. Uh, I think he sees himself down the road as having a real future in, mm. in all of this, whether it's a cabinet position in a Trump administration or uh, you know, his own second run for president or what have you. So I think that there is a lot of that going on. All of these candidates, I would include Governor DeSantis in that. You know, he wants to be uh, a future nominee. So mm -hmm. he, he gets out and endorses Trump because uh, 2028 will be coming soon enough. And we'll all be right They're here on Battleground on PA. Train. They're getting on the Trump train so they won't be left behind. Rajette, let's hear what you think of this. Because I was, I mean, I, I saw, I was just amazed. I saw, you know, him standing, smiling in the background. I love him, you know. Uh, what are your thoughts, Rajette? <laughs> it's, it's sad. Uh, but I have to agree with the second part of what Jeffrey uh, said. Unfortunately, in politics, people think of self first. And remember, both of them ran, tried to run for president themselves this time. Maybe they want to be vice president. This could be their, you know, audition for that um, cabinet position. I think they definitely want something. Um, as far as the movement part, I agree that you know Trump has his base. Um, he has, and they are they are very loyal to him. The problem is that base hasn't won the popular vote since 2016 and it hasn't expanded. And 
it has, I, I just don't see that expanding this year. Um, as we know, history often re it repeats itself. And if it does, it's not going to expand. It's well, just it's not the, going to expand. You can't win, and this is for any candidate. With any candidate, you can't win with just your base. Obviously, you need your base to come out and vote for you. Um, but I know here in Dauphin County, we made history in 2023 on the county and local level because our base not only came out, but we expanded it with independence. Mm. I don't see how Trump in that base is going to expand because even though Nikki Haley didn't get all of the independence that she needed to pull an upset, she still got a chunk that, does, that doesn't want Trump. And that chunk could very well again vote for for Joe Biden. You know that. Well, I would. I would just say. That. Can you can you touch touch well, on I, that? Can you touch on what you just? Yeah, said I would about just say that. How he's going to pull yeah, in others? I, I would just say that the the, the counter to that is uh, every president, every incumbent president, gets tagged with their record, and as the polls are showing over and over and over again. Um, President Biden is having a very, very low approval number over and over and over again. And this manifests itself in real life when people go to get a gallon of gas or a dozen eggs and all of this kind of thing, and the economy is not in the best of shape. This kind of thing hits home with people, and that's the kind of thing that they vote on. I mean, they most people are not paying attention like we geeks to the ins and outs of, of uh, all of this. But they are being affected every single day by what they will see as an incumbent's presidency, in this case, Joe Biden. And that, I think, is going to be a real problem for him. And I can't wait to remind the American people of Donald Trump's record as a former president because he yeah, has low inflation, oh, roaring economy. Yeah, the economy too. is improving and gas prices are coming down. Now, <laughs> is inflation still there? Yes. If, Our prices if still the economy there? is improving. Why am I paying more for gas than I did? Well, the, the stock market hit a record oh, high. I got banded across the Wall Street Journal the other day. So there's no dispute that the economy is doing well. But, but let me ask you this, Jeff. Inflation has been an issue since COVID. Yeah, but so so let's let's talk about that. let's talk a little bit about about where you, we raise the issue of vice president, cabinet members, and all of that. I mean, clearly it stayed with Biden. He's going to keep Kamala. I'm thinking, but are you getting some hints about you know what's happening with uh, the shape up of Trump's potential cabinet? I, I with his vice president. I think it is going to be one of a handful of people, that being Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, um, Elise Stefanik, the congresswoman from New York, uh, Governor Nome of South Dakota, uh, his old press secretary and now governor of Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, which is to say, I think his running mate is going to be either an African-American or a woman. Now, see, that's interesting. Hold it right there. Rajette, I have to tell you, I looked at that stage and I said, my goodness, this is a pretty diverse <laughs> group of people behind President Trump, right? And look, the Republicans have a woman of color as a major. I said, is this going to start pulling people away from the Democratic Party? I mean, does can Tim Scott steal black votes from Biden for Trump? 
that's not a concern of mine. There are um, African-American Republicans, we all know this, um, obviously not as many as Democrats, but when Tim Scott stands on the national stage and <clears throat> says that there's no racism in the United States and there never has been, um, I think that will resonate with people of color a little bit more than just the fact that Donald Trump chose a black man as his VP candidate. It's what it's, it is who the black person Absolutely. is, not just the fact of having a black face. And I think a lot of um, white candidates on both sides, I've seen this also on the Democrat side, just picks a woman or a person of color and thinks that's what's going to do it. But it's the content of that character. Of the, <laughs> that's the content well, of that let me just, character that let me matters just, to Content of that color. You that, is exactly, <laughs> that is... That is exactly nice the democratic perspective. That. I'm that sorry, is exactly the democratic perspective. If you are no, black, that's if, you, if you are black, if you are a woman, if you are Hispanic, or in today's world, if you are gay, that is supposed to be synonymous with your being liberal. And if you're not, you're not really black, woman, Hispanic, or gay. No, but Jeffrey, you're talking to a black woman. So I'm speaking as a black woman, not as a Democrat. And I even said that I have seen white Democrats do the same thing when I made the statement that well, I you know did. what Joe, you know what Joe Biden says, if you're for Trump, you ain't black. <laughs> no, that's it. I think the point that, that was making, wrong. I think the point that she was making that really has to be dealt with is, can these candidates speak to the majority of, of, of black? I mean, can Tim Scott yes. really speak? And if he's saying things like whether you agree or not, Jeffrey, if he's saying things like there's no racism in America, I mean, you lose seventy-five percent. I would think, right? Did he say that, or was that Nikki Haley? I'm they surprised. both said it. Huh. They both said it. So anyway, it's something that. that they'll probably figure out. So the question now is, as we go forward, how important? I mean, we're 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 channeling this thing till it gets to Pennsylvania. And I have to tell you, one of the things I neglected to tell you is we ran into um, Mitch Landrew, you know, who's working with the Biden administration who uh, we ran into him in at the Superdome for a big game in New Orleans. And he whispered to us that Pennsylvania is it. <laughs> it is super, super duper important. So as we roll toward Pennsylvania, you know, give us the preview of what you see coming in these next weeks. Start with you, Rajat. Well, um, obviously it's too early to look at the polls, but there have been polls in Pennsylvania. And so far, uh, President Biden is way ahead in the polls to win Pennsylvania in the fall. Um, I do know that Donald Trump is coming to Harrisburg um, in the next week or so. Um, we also know that when Donald Trump won Pennsylvania, he won the presidency. When he lost Pennsylvania, he lost it. So I mm. expect to see a lot of campaigning uh, in this state uh, moving forward. Um, but, you know, the campaign is very vigorous here with the Biden campaign. We also have Senator Casey on the ballot. So I expect to see a lot of joint appearances. Uh, we have the row offices uh, where the Democrat Party is very anxious to win them again. So there's, there's a lot at stake. A lot um, at stake. With, yep. For the Democrats. Yeah, there's going to there's gonna be a lot of attention on Pennsylvania uh, this year. So well, I'm confident for, that we will keep Pennsylvania. For not for nothing do they call us the Keystone State. Key, Keystone. Uh, but Jeffrey, and, so, and, so, and one of the, 
So the one president, of the things the that president I is coming is, to town. Are you going to be involved with that? Tell, tell us what, what, what to expect. I don't know. I've checked. I, it's a private event, as okay. I understand it. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be back at other things, but I may or may not. It all depends on what the host has got going and all that kind of thing. I don't worry about it because I do hear from him, uh, you know, every couple of weeks or so. Um, but one of the things that... Uh, now I've lost my well, that's right. We're just here. wondering how what a big hoopla it's going to be when if he does come to town. But if it's a private affair, it's okay. Oh, oh, I know. I know. Okay. Yeah. I know what I was going to say to you. One of the things that is always a key in Pennsylvania is the governorship. Ah. And that's because we have institutionally a very powerful governor's office. So when you have somebody of either party in that office, during a presidential election year, that that party has a has a leg up as oh. such because you've got a governor, and and I'm not singling out Josh Shapiro. I'm just saying whoever is the governor, um, they've got an entire administration at their uh, yeah to, beck to and throw their political flop behind them. Yeah. But I'll tell you the, the final yeah, thing we got to wrap it up. But the final thing I I, I really think we are uh, you know we ought to talk about is as we're looking at this and you talk about Biden's low poll numbers, but frankly I remember Trump had some pretty low poll numbers as well. None of these guys are necessarily popular with the American people. And so how do you square that, that we've got two, can nobody wants to see a rematch of these two old guys. They don't want to do it. But this is what seems to be happening. I mean, just talk about how did we get to the place where the American people say no, but the party say, yeah, this is who we're giving you. Okay, Jeffrey, you go. Well, I would just <laughs> I'll give you the tough one first. <laughs> Who, who may well? I, I would I would just say that this happens all the time. Uh, to be perfectly candid, um, the American people are said not to want a, a Trump Biden rematch, but that's not the case in Iowa. It wasn't the case yesterday in New Hampshire. I don't think it's going to be the case moving forward. Obviously, people are voting for them, right. but uh, I, I just I, I just think, you know I remember to, to pick an example at random when to go back to 1976 when jimmy carter was running against gerald ford i was reading commentary that we were a long way from lincoln and douglas and that uh, whatever happened that we got such lousy presidential nominees and other and and you know there was the version of that with kennedy and nixon and johnson and goldwater which says to me this is always the conventional wisdom so americans of are never satisfied their the nominees are and saying, oh, they're not this good. Well, you know, history will determine that. So I never We're worry never about satisfied, it. Rochette. You have the last word. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I was just going to say that people obviously do want this rematch uh, because, as Jeffrey mentioned, they're voting for it. And Nikki Haley indicated last night she's going to stay in the race, so she is giving them another option. So if the Republican Party wants someone else, then, you know, they're, they're vote for it. Um, but as far as the rematch is is concerned and considering uh, Biden's low poll numbers, you know, a lot of people don't realize what he has done in office in these past four years. And a lot has been done. And it's up to us as the Democrat Party to educate the voting public on what he's done and how it has affected 
um, their lives favorably, whether it's student loans, whether it's roads and bridges, whether it's the economy. Um, you know, we talk about wages. The Democrats have been trying for years to raise the minimum wage. It should not be $7.25 um, on a federal level, let alone on a state level here in Pennsylvania. But these are all issues that we are fighting for, and we just have to remind the voting public of that. And if they want us to keep fighting for them, they all have right. to keep electing us. And one, one other issue I would throw out there would be immigration. I think that has become a really very big deal is, to a is. lot of Americans. It is. It's a big deal to Americans, but frankly, less so here than I think if you're on that border. But anyway, let's cut it off here. I, uh, I want to thank Rajette Harris and Jeffrey Lord for once again taking time out of their frenetic schedules to share their insights and their wisdom. So we'll see you back here next week, okay, on Battleground PA. We are duking it out for the presidency and for power in the United <laughs> States of America. Bye-bye, guys.